Welcome back to another episode of Coaster Cuzzies with Theme Park Stud and Coaster Bro. On today's episode, we're going to be covering special events. Coaster Bro and myself are going to rank our top 10 special events that we have attended. And we're also going to talk about our top five that we would love to go to one day. So Coaster Bro, how are you doing this week? Oh, shoot. I'm doing really good, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a good week. I'm on vacation right now, kicking oh. it. I was on you know, Instagram live with you on Friday night. It was a good time. So and you stepped out of your shell there a little bit. You went yeah. on the live with me. You had a good time too. It was a good time. It was fun interacting with the followers and stuff. They had some good questions and it was a good time. So you guys might see me get on there every now and then. And we did uh, name your PP, which is pretty exciting. So <laughs> We did. <laughs> you like to announce it now? What, what, what your PP is now named? Uh, Big Bad John. That's Big my PP's name. <laughs> Named after the Arrow <laughs> Mine Train Coaster at Magic Springs. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, Cuzzy's um, After Dark, rather, is the uh, Instagram live show we've been doing recently. So check out our Instagram, Coaster Cuzzy's. And we announce whenever we're going to go, you know, have a few beers and go live and answer questions and stuff. So yeah, that's a- if you haven't seen it, you can actually see it on IGTV on that tab and go back and watch it. Definitely worth it for that recent show we just had <laughs> yeah it's it's a party for sure like it's a good time no joke but uh i'm excited for this week's show theme park stud because it's all about but usually about this time we'd be getting announcements for you know disney parks um would be starting up usually it starts with uh their event at magic kingdom which is mickey's not so scary and everybody makes the jokes it's like oh uh yeah it's August it's not Halloween time but usually it is and it's kind of weird not to see those tweets this year Um, but we're going to talk about all our favorite events and uh, this is really just going to be an event heavy show and uh, I know I'm very passionate about different events it's how you get people to come back it's why Epcot I think is one of the best theme parks in the world because of their events so oh yeah I mean there's there's a lot of events I look forward to every year and I try not to miss, you know, sometimes it's kind of tough because we're up here in Kansas City, but um, there's only so many events up here, but it's a good time. It is. And uh, kind of our news story to lead off the show uh, is actually going to be talking about events with COVID-19 right now. Um, it's kind of a big question mark. Parks came out, like they announced their summer schedule and most parks didn't really announce anything after August. So parks are coming out and saying, you know, if they're closing, early which most cedar fair parks are deciding to um, close the weekend of labor day our home park world of fun included i think dorney parks included in that and then a couple of others Um, and even some parks uh, outside the cedar fair chain like kennywood lake compounds deciding "Mm, we're just going to call it quits after labor day Um, but cedar fair there's only two parks that are going to be open past labor day and I mean, you can guess who they are. It's the, you know, the. Let me guess, Cedar Point. Yep, Cedar Point and uh, Cedar and Point. Kings Island. <laughs> yeah, the biggest complaint out of Cedar Fair is always that they get all the love, but um, and here we go again. They <laughs> they get to start a special event uh, where they will be focusing on the daytime Halloween stuff. They will not be doing any haunts though. They won't have scare zones. They won't have the um, haunted houses. Uh, 
which we saw Universal was kind of leading the way there and announcing that they would not be doing Halloween Horror Nights um, about a month ago, I think, wasn't it, at this point? Yeah, it's been about a month now. So now um, we're going to see the after effects of regional parks making their decisions. Cedar Fair, just waving the white flag. Just, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna open the money makers and that's it. <laughs> so um, kind of a shame. I wish they would have just went ahead and done this at the other parks as well. Uh, I've kind of been saying it for a while, but one thing that the Cedar Fair parks lack is that daytime festivities, I would say, for Haunt. They, they really focus in on the scary aspects of it, the, the haunted houses, the scare zones, which is what most people want. But I would like to see them really up their family offerings. I know they do that. I know our Worlds of Fun on Sundays, they do that. Um, was it the, the Charlie, Charlie Brown's Pumpkin, whatever? Great Pumpkin Festival. Yeah, Great Pumpkin Festival. Um, but that's really, they kind of only push it on Sundays because they don't have Halloween hot on those evenings. So. And they do it during the day, like, because they'll open up normal years. They open up at like 10 o'clock and then it'll be from 10 to 4 or whatever. But it's only in the snoopy area which kind of stinks i wish they would just expand it more to the other areas of the park so yeah well hopefully it goes well at cedar point and Kings island and they expand that to the other cedar fair parks it'd be nice to see but yeah if i'm a betting man i bet it just stays at cedar point and Kings island they're the only ones who there coming. <laughs> that's my guess but uh kind of that was announced uh, i think a week or two ago and then six flags came out recently and announced that they're going to do Hallowfest. So initially they announced it at like their three big parks um, that are open right now. I know Six Flags Over Georgia, Great America were two of the big ones, or sorry, Great Adventure, maybe Great America, I can't remember the third, came out and announced that they are going to do a more family friendly during the day and really up that offering, which is awesome. It's something I think all parks should be doing at this point. Um, but they're also going to be kind of scary at night. So they are going to do scare zones, and, uh, but they won't be doing the haunted houses. So all indoor entertainment included haunted houses and your, you know, your dance review shows or whatever <laughs> that you do for Halloween are going to be non-existent, but they will have outdoor entertainment and scare zones. And it'll be a social distance thing. Everybody, all employees, including the scare actors, I believe, uh, as well as guests will have to wear masks and stay distanced. So it's going to be, be really weird. interesting to see that. Yeah, especially you have like a zombie coming at you, but they have a mask on. Like, Yeah. These, I wonder if like, they'll make like scary masks that kind of match faces. Yeah, like yeah. really, I mean, you kind of could go with a different couple of themes here. Like if you were doing it, you uh -huh. could do like the medical theme, of course, like, you know, botched surgery gone wrong or something like that. Can't go um, mental health though. That's that's long yeah, gone. Yeah, you Those don't want to. Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. You, you know, you get a lot of pushback. <laughs> but there's, there's still a lot you could do with the medical field. You could. Um, Air still exists. Yeah, or you could go with kind of a um, kind of you know crazy like kind of purge type thing, or mm -hmm. or um, what I'm trying to say like post apocalyptic um, world type event where like you know they just like these crazy people like you know want to kill each other and uh they have masks on or something like that i get you cool. kind of go that vibe i think with it that would be super cool yeah but i, I really think I, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of money put into it and i hope they're i hope they at least put enough money to where there's 
some sort of scary element in most of the parks. Like I hope there's not any dead spots. Um, I, I think it'd be, I kind of wonder entertainment. So I imagine they're going to have shows on stages because that can be done, but just Probably. like outside. You don't want people gathering though. So that's kind of odd. Yeah. But if they have like an amphitheater of some sort, they could, you know, space it out just like they do with kind of like we've been doing with like professional stadiums now with some of the sports leagues allowing a few fans just have very limited seating that is spaced out and then they have a theater but yeah if they just have like a show on the street that that won't work because people are just going to gather and yeah not social distance yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where that goes um but to be honest i'm actually when i think about this i i for one have never been too impressed by fright fest i don't know if you've ever been to a six flags fright fest before i have not but instead of haunted houses being included like they would with Cedar Fair, you'd have to get a wristband. And it's like an upcharge to go through the haunts. And they pulse you very slowly. The houses just, they don't feel as well put together. Um, there's less houses. Like, See, I kind of like the idea of, and I see why. So they, I think they do the wristband, the upcharge aspect. So mm -hmm. then they could do the pulsing. The one thing I don't like about like a Halloween Horror Nights or even Worlds of Fun, um, you know, the ones I've been to, it's kind of large groups at a time. I know Halloween Horror Nights, you literally conger lying mm -hmm. through the through the haunts, and then Worlds of Fun, they kind of pulse, but it's fast and stuff. I like mm -hmm. kind of going in real slowly and stuff. So. If they limit so many wristbands, which I don't know if they do or not, they probably don't. They do. Uh, they do. Okay, then that could kind of help out with the lines and better the experience overall. I will say though, it, it can be painfully slow pulses. Like, um, so at Six Flags Over Georgia, I remember the house being like, they almost ran it like you you went to a room and there was a scene and you were in the scene with actors and you went to the next scene. Yeah. And, like it, it took a while, like a line that originally, like if you were to be at a Cedar Fair Park, you look at the line like, oh, that's probably a, a 10 or 15 minute wait would be closer to 45. Oh, so it's yeah. like, geez, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that would kind of suck. That, <laughs> that kind of ruins experience if you're still waiting a long line like that. Yeah, but you know, it is, it is unique and it's, it's cool that they did that. Um, but what I hope, because they did uh, just recently announce more six like most of the six flags parks that are open are going to go ahead and adopt this um, including frontier city and six flags st louis which are nearest to us um this is almost like i almost want to go check it out i almost want to go to oklahoma city for a day or uh god forbid six flags st louis and <laughs> go check out this event to see kind of how they how they do it because that's just really interesting to me sure i want to be opposed for a road trip yeah it'd be fun now, I just, I just really hope, like, kind of like we said with the Cedar Fair stuff, I hope this means that this amps up their Fright Fest later down the road because they've invested in amping up the atmosphere of the event. I think it could be really awesome. Because I think one of my favorite things about Halloween Horror Nights, I mean, the houses are amazing, but you say it all the time, the atmosphere is outstanding. So if you can up the atmosphere of these haunt events, I think, I think I'm going to be a fan no matter how good the houses are. Yeah. But um, it's just really interesting to see, man. It looks like Cedar, Cedar Fair is just, they're not even going to do Winterfest. They're just like, mm, we'll do the Halloween event. And Six Flags looks like they may go through Winterfest. 
depending see on how, how, see how the Halloween event goes and kind yeah. of see how things play. Which is, it's so interesting to see how Cedar Fair is approaching as opposed to Six Flags and uh, the Bush Parks, I believe, are also pushing their Halloween events and just going for it. So really interesting times. It's, yeah. It's hard to tell who's doing it right either. And we won't know until next year, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, we won't. It's either going to be very successful Six Flags or Cedar Fair or, or Cedar Fair loss on revenue op- opportunities. So who knows? Yeah. See how next year looks. But now it's the, the part of the show where we can kind of forget that COVID is, exists and maybe go back or go forward past the COVID and think of special events that we have visited as well as want to visit um, through all the parks that we've been to. So I know we've had, we've had shows in the past where we've kind of rated shows and special events have been a part of that. Um, I know when I rank parks, uh, I would rank Epcot a lot higher than a lot of the other parks at Disney World because they do more special events. So um, we'll just dive into it. We've got, we're gonna start with our top 10 events for each of us. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. So my number, uh, my number. By the way, we have not shared. We haven't gone over our list together. So this is authentic, whatever's going on here. So we're pretty excited about this. (laughs) So my number 10 event is actually going to be Winterfest at Worlds of Fun. Um, So I've gone a couple years now. I think it's a fantastic event that, you know, it's the best event I've ever been at, at Worlds of Fun. Um, I mean, Halloween Haunt is great there, but Winterfest just has a different dynamic to it, and and it's just that, I'm glad to see it open during those times. You know, I feel like that's something that you know that a lot of those regional parks where it's in colder climates can't really do, but they've kind of like unlocked a way to kind of do it, and it's like a good family atmosphere. They have some good, awesome holiday drinks and whatnot. The entertainment's pretty cool, and then um, just seeing the whole park lit up with lights is is pretty cool. Yeah, that is a great event. I have to agree with you. Uh, my number 10 is actually staying at Worlds of Fun, and it is Halloween Haunt, uh-huh. um, the Halloween event. Uh, I do think, like, like I said earlier, I think the Cedar Fair Haunt is better than what Fright Fest offers. But um, I, I just like, I think for a, for a regional event, Worlds of Fun in general, has a good amount of houses. I think their scare zones are solid. Um, they could use some some more investments since Winterfest has come. You kind of see more investments in the scare zones and less in the houses. Um, so I would like to see a little bit more investment in the houses, but I, I would say the houses are quality for the most part. If you got good scare, I think you catch them at the right time. Like um, it's, it's a great event. So I think it's the best in the city. Like I'd rather go to the world of fun haunted houses than I would um, kind of the standalone haunts that are in Kansas City and, and the ones in Kansas City are pretty good um, yeah houses, so. it, it's hard for me to um to like that event just because I've, I've I've been at the Mecca I've seen the Mecca Halloween event mm-hmm. so many times worked it and I, I judge it too much when I do it and I I would love to see the house like you said I, I would love to see the houses kind of get reinvested in and you know, obviously they don't, they can't do a whole overhaul of, of every house each year like Halloween Horror Nights does, but um, I would like them to kind of maybe change a few elements or something like that, maybe the way that the house runs, I don't know, 
um is kind of i mean those houses are there when we worked there years ago we set up some of the my, houses there my first job was uh bloodshed yep and that's still looking, going it's still there it's one yeah. of the older houses now but it's still but it's yeah, like one of my deep. biggest criticism i guess of this event is um and it really it really hit hard last year i think was corn stalkers got called corn stalkers uh, and there was like an add-on something about murder in the maze or something but it's the exact same the only thing they changed is like there were crows like instead <laughs> of scarecrows they were crows <laughs> and it got it actually got worse in my opinion and yeah because corn soccer was actually a pretty good idea and stuff and then that, and that one was a unique i like that haunt because they kind of have to rebuild it every year because then the corn stalks died and I, we were we both have built that yeah. house the year it opened too and for those um, of you that don't know how it's built they, they they set up fence posts and you have to cram in they, they truck in corn stalks and you have to tie them up with twine and pack it in like it's a wall it's the itchiest thing anyway oh, yeah it's a lot of work just for that small event but the cool thing about it is you can kind of kind of redesign it or make it a little bit kind of tighter in certain areas so it's a little bit different each year versus if you just have a permanent building um yeah. but yeah, i would agree with you because i remember going through it last last year and it was just kind of odd and stuff especially with having the crows versus the scarecrow theme yeah. the scarecrow theme i just wish they bring it back those costumes looked a lot better than the crow ones yeah and it's uh you know the signature scare of that is uh having scarecrows on the crosses some of them are real some of them are fake and it's i don't know i think i actually think the haunt itself is is pretty brilliant for a regional a regional uh haunted house like it's perfect it's 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 usually my favorite my favorite of the houses i guess you could say it's a, it's really a maze but uh, it's definitely my favorite at the event yeah so, all right uh, uh, my, my number nine is going to be an old-time Christmas in Sodora City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they just kind of rebranded this recently, right? Um, are you thinking of, like, Christmas in the Midway? Y yeah, possibly. I like. That's like, a seg that's like an area. I don't think they've rebranded completely. I think they've just kind of brought in more segments of that for more themed areas. Mm-hmm. And then but, they kind of look at that. But Silver City is just kind of like, they're kind of built for these type of events, I think, you know, especially the Christmas type ones are, you know, and, and it's already a well-themed uh, theme park when it comes to it and just adding these different elements and different shows and a um, little bit of food. I mean, we didn't really experience much. We kind of more experienced lights and stuff and having it open. And they actually still have the roller coasters running, which is fantastic. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, pretty much everything but water rides still run. Yeah, pretty much. So you still kind of get a good day of rides and stuff. And then nighttime goes down, lights start coming on, and there's, there's special shows and whatnot. We haven't, I've never watched a show there. I feel like something that maybe we, we might need to do at some point. So, <laughs> but. I've never visited with you to that. Oh, no, we have. We go all the yeah, time. Yeah, we went together. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Because a couple we, years ago. It's like an annual thing. Uh, most of my visits to Silver Dollar City are during this this event. Yeah, we were gonna go last year, but then it was like really foggy that day, and then yeah, the day we showed up to the front gate and it showed all the major rides as closed. It's like we're not paying to go in. Yeah, 
and then night. and then the next day which we, was nice the lines were like we we drove by where the parking lot is and it was a car like a line of cars for a mile long well they hit capacity at like four o'clock and we're sending they said come back at seven yeah <laughs> they were turning people away like you can't get into the parking lot yeah we would have had a it would have been a it would have been a terrible day <laughs> so we just yeah we didn't go kind of wish no i don't actually wish we would have gone that would have been miserable yeah, i wish we i wish we were able to experience it. it just didn't play out so all right my number nine is actually your number 10 and it's winterfest yeah well uh, i'm so impressed with winterfest uh i think the lot what's what's unique about it is i love an event that you can go and forget that there are rides there because you're having so much fun. And that's what Winterfest does. I've gone to Winterfest many times and, you know, occasionally I'll hop on Prowler. Uh, occasionally I'll hop on the carousel and that's about all my appetite is really ready for. I mean, none of the major rides are really open. They don't run Patriot. They don't run Mamba. Um, they just kind of focus in on, they, you can tell they really spend the money that they would spend on operating the rides and put it into the entertainment. And there's a lot of like street atmosphere entertainment, I would say. Uh-huh. That's impressive. You know, you got trolleys running around and characters and um, the lights are, are gorgeous. Um, their entertainment, like there's not, I think my biggest criticism is not like a great sit down show of, of that. And I think that's why it's lower on my list is I want like a staple sit down show to, to go and see like a stage show you know what i mean which you don't get that at worlds of fun very often but i think that's how it could improve but why it's not also higher on my list got to open more rides i know people say it's too cold to operate some of these rides but try to open them on the days that it's nice mm-hmm. and i think that would go a long way um, but overall like you said though the the specialty drinks you know i like getting the spiked hot chocolate and walk around with my buddies and looking at Christmas lights and that's just a fun experience and it's new to Kansas City which is nice it's been going on for two or three years now well two years I guess we take a year off um but I just love the I just love it you can go to a park in December and enjoy the atmosphere definitely all right we're going on to number eight Yes, yeah, so I'm kind of saying with the Christmas theme <laughs> no number eight is uh uh holidays at universal um so it's more if i had to pick one park it'd probably be islands adventure the grinch grinchmas area and dr seuss and how they kind of retheme that into grinchmas and um they have a lot of kind of like kind of like we said about winterfest that kind of street like kind of entertainment that's going on out there they kind of have a lot of who, like who's running around and they're those costumes are so cool and the, the molds that they put on their face that make them into who's and whatnot and then, um, and then the Grinchmas show that they have there is just one of my favorite shows. Like when I worked at Universal, um, now granted I did work in Dr. Seuss for a couple of years, but I would <laughs> always, like, yeah, but, but I always had to go in and watch the show at least once. And it was always fun to watch and everything. And um, that kind of was like, my, yeah, it's kind of one of my Christmas kind of, uh, um, uh, things I had to do that just made it feel like Christmas. Cause sometimes in Orlando, it doesn't feel like Christmas cause it's always hot. And there's no snow and it doesn't feel like the holidays so it's kind of nice to do those things um but they also on the on the universal studios side um it also has the macy's day parade and then they have um the, the big christmas tree and santa claus comes and lights it up you know during the parade um so it's kind of cool to see that and 
it's fun to, to volunteer to be like a balloon handler from time to time and stuff. I've done that once and it is cool to be a part of that. So, um, that is awesome. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I did it one time. It was pretty cool. Um, it's a nice, it's a good event. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not my favorite Christmas event, um, that I've been to, but it's, it's really good. And, um, I think now I haven't experienced this now, but I know last year was the first year they added, they kind of changed the wizarding world into more of a Christmas theme and stuff. And they had, like a like a castle projection show on there and i heard it was really well i've i have seen the castle projection shows but not the christmas version one and they're they're pretty cool so nice now i actually did not put the universal on my list um i wasn't even sure if it was a real event because it kind of feels like they dip their toe in a little like they have something awesome at each part but it doesn't feel park wide yeah it definitely, I agree with you on that, especially in Islands of Adventure, because, you know, the whole park isn't Christmas, it's just Dr. Seuss and then now Wizarding World, so. But I guess that's the same in, at Disney, too, I mean, in a way. Well, you, I kind of compare it to, um, we were talking about ha uh, Halloween Hot at, at, at Worlds of Fun, and we talked about the the great uh, big pumpkin festival, which is only in Snoopy right. Land, so it's something similar to that. Yeah, but it is done really well. Yeah. Like I was actually talking to my wife before the show started, like, hey, what are some events that like you would really want to go to? And she actually said she'd want to go to Universal, which surprised me because she doesn't really like Universal Parks. Yeah. Um, but she wants to go to see the Macy's Parade at, at uh, Universal. So it's like, oh, okay. So maybe that does have a little bit more pull than I thought. If I could go back, maybe I'd add it, but it didn't make my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. What's your number eight? My number eight is actually going to be Scarowins at Carowinds. So Carowinds, um, they do it a little bit differently than they do at Worlds of Fun. So I kind of consider it different events, uh, which is why I didn't pack them together. But Scarowinds, they do a hard ticket event. And it's very similar to Worlds of Fun, I guess. I mean, you've got the houses and you've got the scare zones. And um, I think what, what's unique about, I don't know why it's better than hot. I got to take a step back here. Um, I think the reason I'm putting it at eight instead of 10 is because it's Scarowinds. It's the holy Scarowinds. So like going to Scarowinds is cool. It's like something you want to do. It's like this brand, but when, when you get in there, it's kind of the same, the same shit. <laughs> Cause like when I think about it, I think you can walk around with more booze at worlds of fun. I was like, do you think the houses are better quality? Um, they were different themed. Yeah, so that's kind of nice to see because I'm so used to the worlds of fun ones every year. So I got to see different ones. Like they had a silver screen theme. Their slaughterhouse was much better. It was a very good slaughterhouse compared to what Bloodshed is. But it came later, so that's kind of unfair. But I remember yeah. uh, when I went through that, the, the first room of that house was like you'd walk into a meat market, a slaughterhouse, I guess. And they had this dude that looked like he was probably like, six five four hundred pounds just with a knife just to greet you and like it really set the stage so i will say yeah now that i think about it now that i'm going like house to house in my head the the houses are better quality at scarewinds and that's why i would put it up higher okay but when i think about their corn stalkers made there's is there's they don't do theirs like worlds of fun does they just have like walls and it feels like a, an outdoor house almost okay that's like that's kind of neat it was cool i liked it but um, so I, I would guess the only reason it's better than Haunted Worlds of Fun is that the quality of the house is a little bit better. And Fury 325 is there. 
So, <laughs> it's always nice. nice. <laughs> All right, we're going to number seven. All right, this is one you and I actually went to, and I've, I only went to it once. Uh, Bands, Brews, and Barbecue at SeaWorld. Uh, yeah, so we kind of we kind of stumbled upon this event. This wasn't anything we really kind of planned out. You know, Costa Bro came down to visit me, and you know, uh, when I worked at Universal, and um, and we decided to you know go on different parks and stuff. And I think this trip, we, you know, we definitely hit up our fun spot because we love it. Uh, but we also hit up SeaWorld. And was this the first time you went to SeaWorld? I believe this was my first time and in I Orlando. Yeah. I remember this because I, I was very over planning at the time because this was this was the same trip uh, we went to you and I went to Disney World together for the first time it was my first Disney World visit oh yeah this was a long week yeah, yeah we did a it was lot terrible actually and I think we <laughs> I think we moved like the days around um because we found out about this event and stuff and well originally Willie Nelson was going to be the performer yeah but Blackfish came out and Willie Nelson was like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm a hippie. I can't perform at this establishment. And Alan Jackson stepped in huge for Willie Nelson, who is one of my favorite country singers. So I remember hitting you up and be like, we have to go to this. This is an event we have to go to. Alan, it's a free <laughs> Alan Jackson concert with a mission. We can't not go. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, so we went, you know, we rode coasters and whatnot. And then, so SeaWorld Orlando kind of has this little kind of festival area. And it's kind of open year-round. It's the way you could kind of – it's a different kind of midway. You could get to the other side of the park. Um, but they have, like, little booths set up. And we purchased, like, these kind of craft beer, like, like little lanyards. I think it was, like, what, six – we got six craft beers for like I think it was like twenty dollars or something like that. It was actually ten punch cards, and you could do craft beer and food. It was like a really awesome thing they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it had just different barbecues um, um, that were around Orlando. Then it had different craft beers and stuff that you could get. Um, we had like a little mug too that kind of carry that stuff in, and then it ended in the amphitheater where they where they used to have their water ski show, and then they have some of their Christmas shows. Um, they uh, that's where the concert was, and we we kind of got to a little late for the concert and like we were kind of like trying to figure out where we wanted to go and then just a, a park employee looked like a manager came up and it's like how many's in the group we're like three it's like follow us and kind of got us like not vip but like first row front row general admission so you have like yeah. floor, and we were the front row of the actual permanent seats that are set up for the concert yeah or the amphitheater whatever you call it and then it we got amazing. That we experience, was, Alan Jackson. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've seen Alan Jackson now since then. I think I've seen him in concert like three times. <laughs> um, I just love Alan Jackson. But this is actually my number seven as well, which is hilarious. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, that was just a great time, man. All the it's kind of like right when I was getting into craft beer too. Um, so like we got to try all the cigar city beer for the first time and every, everything was florida based like so coming from missouri at the time it was everything was new and everything was delicious and it was just such a great memory of seeing the alan jackson concert and yeah i would say yeah, yeah i'd say the event itself was a good event but it wasn't like anything mind-blowing as an event but just it was just a great day and it, which is why it's making the list for me is like the, it was it was a fun day and it was yeah. super memorable it was it's yeah. one of the best park days 
you know, on the deathbed, I think it, it comes up in conversation, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we can move on to number six now. Hi, number six for me is the Mardi Gras uh, festivals uh, at Universal Orlando. So, um, you know, I think I think it's an awesome event where you get some really big name artists that come and they, they have this concert series and whatnot. And you have some really good big name artists. I mean, when I worked there, we had Fault Boy at one point, which kind of like sold out the whole park to park capacity at one point Pretty during that. <laughs> yeah, they have awesome food. You can, you know, have like New Orleans style food and whatnot. So it's so good to try. Um, they have some like themed drinks as well. Uh, but my favorite thing is the the Mardi Gras parade um, that kind of goes on, and the floats are really cool. And you could actually not a lot of people know this, but you could kind of like sign up and be on the float itself. Um, I know it's something we kind of did a lot with our employees, but even regular guests could do this as well. Mm -hmm. um you just have to kind of go back there so I, i've been on a float a couple of times and you kind of they kind of give you like a little like shirt or robe something that kind of match the theme of it and then you literally throw beads to people and it was like so much fun and you're in the parade and stuff so i think it's an awesome guest experience if you're able to do it um i don't know i know marty Gras got cut short this year um so we'll see if they continue something like that next year you know at least the you know people going on the floats and whatnot but it was it was pretty cool well, that was a yeah the, what's really big about that event that interests me is the concerts because the lineups are actually pretty solid like every every time one comes out i'm like ooh, oh shoot they got oh man yeah. like <laughs> they, i mean and they have some concerts like you know some of them like oh, okay that's not really but i would uh, say at least 50 percent of them are like wow this person's coming like this is crazy they yeah. usually at some point people is almost always people always comes yeah. when i worked at universal the running joke was that he like was employed he just he had like a badge and stuff because he was always at universal so so well uh, can i uh, do a concert sure <laughs> i mean why wouldn't you have pitbull do a concert wow it's a party all right so my number six is actually going to go to the magic kingdom and it is the very merry christmas party uh, the hard ticket event where it snows on Main Street, USA. The castle, Elsa comes out and freezes the castle. And there's all sorts of character meet and greets. And kind of the overrated element is free sugar cookies and hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just love the event. I love that they have like the special shows that go along with it. And anytime you can go to the Magic Kingdom and it's less crowded than the normal day and you're not in the Florida heat, I think is a good time. So I think when you and I go to theme park stead, we usually do a booze cruise before we go in. Yeah. Um, if I recall once you uh, threw your hot chocolate against the wall of the uh, Splash Mountain. I don't know if you remember that. but uh, Yeah, I remember that a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I, I think that's actually the, uh, isn't that the event we almost got kicked out of before we even got in? Was that a no, very No, actually, yeah, it might have been. I think it was because we weren't dressed up. Yeah, we weren't dressed up. Yeah, or maybe I don't think actually that might not have been an event. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was an event. It might have been. Who knows? I think it was because we did a booze cruise before. Yeah, but I think we always did that when we before we went to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> anyway, that's a that's a story for another time. But yeah, it's just you know you get a little booze cruise, you get a little buzz going in there, and then you just enjoy the rides with short ride times and and special things going on. 
And there's just something about being on Main Street USA in Florida and it's actually snowing and it's kind of believable. So that's my number six. Nice. All right, number five. So my number five is How a Scream at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Um, this one, um, this is a really good Halloween event. Um, you know, they uh, they have a lot of competition. You know, you know, Universal's right up the, you know, right down the road on I four, and um, so. But I I went to this event a couple of times, and I had so much fun every single time. Um, the houses themselves are really th- well thought out, really decorated very well. And the scare actors were the best part of it. The, some of the best scare actors I've ever experienced at a Halloween event, you know, they really kept in character. They would kind of do a little, they would follow you a little bit, kind of do a little more interaction than what you normally see in like kind of houses and whatnot. And then they had a lot of good scares on the midways themselves. Um, I've seen some of the best, like, like scare moments they had like these people kind of dressed up in ghillie suits and they kind of hid in the bushes and stuff and would pop out and stuff it was it was really good their scare zones were like a good interaction of kind of you know scary but also kind of photo like kind of moments where you could kind of like pose with the with the scare actor and stuff and so they could kind of hype it that way um obviously bars everywhere so it was always a good time with that the rides, you know, that's a good coaster park. So you have, you know, those are going on too. And overall, it was a lot of fun. Oh, man. That yeah. is one that you've been to that I have not not gone to because uh, the one day we were planning on going, Hurricane Matthew cut it short. So I yeah. had to wait to Georgia before we could visit. So that I was... thought that was Halloween Horror Nights we were going to go to that night. Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't think we ever planned oh, on going to. Yeah, oh, we've, so, we've never planned on going to Hollow Scream, so. I think in my head I always plan on going because I was like, yeah. I gotta go. You definitely need to go. It's it's totally worth it. You're right. That was Halloween Horror Nights. Damn. <sighs> All right, so my number five is actually Holiday in the Park at Six Flags Over Georgia specifically. Um, so one thing I found is the quality – so Six Flags Over Georgia used to be my home park. I've been to other Halloween or um, Halloween holiday in the parks, for instance, Six Flags St. Louis, and it was absolute garbage. It was very bad. <laughs> like Georgia, they hire, um, it's called Oak Island Creative to come in and set up all of their lights and they're very professionally done. Like the, the areas are amazing. Like they have a, a Georgia peach section where there's a tree wrapped in peach coloring I guess orange is what it would be and they pump out the peach smell and that's cool I I think they just nail what I love about this event is it is the perfect mix of entertainment it's the perfect mix of every ride is open because it's far enough south (laughs) that P&Ms don't have to close (laughs) you know the, the rule of being under a certain temperature it always stays above that temperature for the most part and the lights are gorgeous and the theme sections are just immaculate and amazing. Like there's a tunnel, that, you know how they have the ivy tunnels there that you walk under? One of the tunnels is completely, I would say, immersive in that you're in this light tunnel and it's perfectly synced to music and it, the lighting is so fluid and you just, every time I go there, I have to sit there for 20 minutes and just watch and just That's sit awesome. on a bench and watch people go by. Um, 
it's it's a perfect event. It's it's actually one of my favorite Christmas events that is done by a regional park that is not like overly like I think it's the perfect mix of rides and lights and just it's perfectly balanced if that makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, they have the some more pits, they have the alcohol selections, they have they have like specialty bars um, that you can go into and there's specialty Christmas drinks and they have beignets and they have just all these Christmas meals. It's, um, you know, when I worked at the park, just walking around, it's like, I didn't walk around the park very much working in uh, the human resources department, but I always made sure to do it on, uh, on during this event. So. That sounds uh, I awesome. It's, it's I, actually, of, uh, yeah. I didn't even know about like all that stuff you were talking about. Yeah. It's, um, it's really well done in Georgia. I, I want to visit more Six Flags parks to kind of see because I, I feel like I saw the best and the worst, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I visited St. Louis and it was three degrees and no coasters were open. <laughs> and the lights were, they looked like they were hung up by, you know, the operations team, to be honest. And it was like, they tried, but they didn't hire professionals to do it. And you could really tell. Um, but the one at Six Flags Over Georgia, and there's, some, there's something about those Southern Christmas events that are just solid. Yeah. And they keep expanding. So they've, like, they've added more coasters. Like, they're almost the whole damn park being open at this point. Wow. Well, my number four is on the Christmas theme as well. And a lot of the reasons that you like, like Six Flags Over Georgia is why I like this one, which is SeaWorld's Christmas Celebration which I claim is the best Christmas celebration I've been to um, <laughs> out of all the parks. Um, kind of the same thing. Like the lights just are fantastic. Like they kind of have on their, their lake that they had, they called it like the sea of trees. And there's just all these like kind of floating Christmas trees that are lit up and everything. And uh, it's really cool and different areas have different lights. Um, all the rides are going because it's obviously in Florida. So temperature is not an issue there. Um, but one thing I really like about it is their shows, like, um, you know, they, you know, obviously they have, um, they have like, I forgot what's called, but it's, um, they have the one with the whales. Um, it's not one ocean, what they usually call it, but now it's, it's something like after, not after dark, <laughs> that's what we did. Um, <laughs> Are these after dark, do the, do the whales come <laughs> out and just start naming everybody's peepees? <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's what they do. Uh, but my favorite one is their ice skating show. And it kind of where the Alan Jackson concert is, they kind of converted that into an ice rink and it's a really awesome show. I, yeah, every year I have to go and watch it. Like when I, when I live down there. Why don't more parks do ice skating shows? I know. They do the ice skating for the guests. If Florida can break the wrist, but they don't do skating shows. Yeah. If Florida could keep the, you know, the ice going, cause it's real ice too. Then any park could do it. That's true. Yeah. And I got to get to that. My number four is, I'm kind of cheating here. I kind of crammed together Dollywood and Silver Dollar City. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just cram in Stone Mountain Park. Because <laughs> they are also Hershen. But I think that Hershen as a whole does a very good job with their Christmas events. Um, they open up almost all their rides outside of like the water rides the shows are phenomenal dollywood used to have a, a freaking hologram of dolly in one of their shows um so the shows are outstanding even though we, i haven't seen any of the silver dollar city ones i just know they're good right and i saw like the banjo picking one i've seen which was awesome i love banjos <laughs> but 
just the full package of the lighting is I actually think their lighting is like tastefully done. They don't do like the corny gimmicks that some parks do. Um, they kind of go with like a kind of feels like the most of the park is kind of the same thing of just classic lighting, right? On on like most houses, but they just really they really do it well. Um, so it's just a classic event. Everybody there is happy and. It's one that the whole family can go to and enjoy, and you can still get like rides in on Lightning Rod if it's open or Outlaw Rod. So, um, and the reason I did just go ahead and put Stone Mountain Park in there is that if you guys don't know what that is, that's located near Atlanta, Georgia, and it is a Hershey Dome Park. Uh, it's much smaller. They have like a train, they have mini golf, and then they have the shows. So it's like a mini event. But while the park is small, they still knock it out with their lighting like they would a Dollywood or um, uh, Silver Dollar City. So a lot of people will go to the, the Six Flags event and not go to that. But if you go to Atlanta, it's it's really a great city to go to for Christmas theme park events. So I just had to give it some love. Even though, like, individually, I don't think it's my top ten, but you gotta go. That's awesome. Clunk it in there. All, All right. right. Top three? Yeah, top three. So my... My I think I know three. what our top threes are. I think I think I do too. Different orders. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how they're gonna play out. So my number three is not so scary Halloween at Magic Kingdom. Mine too. Um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this this event is so much fun. Um, no, I if you guys may not notice this, I don't have the Christmas the Very Merry Christmas one on there because I feel like not so scary just is like the same type of event, like almost identical, just Halloween themed. And you're getting candy instead of cookies. Um, where, yeah. Candy. I, so I was kind of, and I went to Not So Scary first before I went to um, Very Merry. So I was kind of like, I was very excited by Very Merry. So it's kind of a letdown for me. I still think it's a great event, but it just, it's never like been like, oh, I love it. But Not So Scary, we've had so much fun. And I remember I didn't want to do it originally. You had to convince me. not. Well, because I, I had like, a, I'm not coming down there and not doing this. Yeah. Because you're local, you didn't want to pay the extra money. Yeah, because I had an annual pass, so I'm already paying $600 a year for this pass, and then I'm going to spend a $100 ticket to go to Magic Kingdom, which it's just, which I don't love I'm going to that free. park too often anyways. Free. Yeah, and but we did it, and I do not regret it at all. So you get to dress up, which is amazing. Obviously, you can't do anything that is, you know, offensive or over the top of course because this is disney but um we decided to dress up coast of myself as a brazilian tour group yes Um, so for listeners yeah so for listeners listeners that don't know a lot of brazilian tour groups come to orlando and they visit the parks and they're like real large groups they're in bright colored shirts they're doing these chants and stuff and portuguese and you know, the people that work there, they can be kind of annoying because sometimes they just get in the way and then they don't really listen because they don't really speak English sometimes. Um, and sometimes they'll just like swoop into lines. Like you're trying to get a line and like a hundred kids will just be cutting you off to get into extras and everything. Yeah. It's just, ah. So we decided to dress up just the two of us. Um, and we, we bought these bright orange shirts. Let's say Orlando. We had orange hats. I mean, you even got a flag to carry around, which is like usually these two group leaders have these flags. Say no, you know, make sure you keep the group together. 
And then randomly throughout the time, we just start randomly chanting just the two of us. Um, <laughs> granted, we did go on a booze cruise before we went to the park, so we were feeling excellent. Oh, liquid courage. We made uh, friends with old people in the Polynesian Resort. <laughs> we, yeah. They loved it. We have a <laughs> selfie, and uh, we took pictures with them. And I have, like, a huge chunk of tequila salt on my nose. <laughs> from the tequila pours that we had oh my yeah gosh. hilarious so we go to um the polynesian resort and we go to the bar and this is where trader sam's opened um so we went to like the i forgot the name of the second bar but um basically went there and we're like hey can we get um two tequila pours and the the bartender kind of like second looked at us and then saw our outfits it's like oh you guys are going not so scary that makes sense <laughs> Like, why in the hell would you each order two tequila pours? <laughs> it's not on ice, just like, no, we just need to down some stuff before we go in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my last thing that I, that I love about the event is just the candy. It's hilarious because you could literally walk away with just a backpack full of candy, which kind of yeah. makes up for the ticket almost. So you can kind of get your money back in the ticket that way. You can. And some <laughs> of my favorite things is just like, um, going up to the cast members and like chanting their names so they'll throw more candy or like making a game out of them giving candy like it's like hey shoot it in and they'll just like shoot a bunch of them in a row like just making friends with the candy people is the best move um, and I encourage doing it drunk I do it's <laughs> much easier to do that way. <laughs> yeah and all, all the rides are open it's usually not as busy as a, of an event so the lines are a lot easier to to manage and stuff so you're able to go on rides that you don't may not normally have done that day so you know it's a good opportunity to hit some ones that you may not have hit um and also the cool thing is there's also like you could have villain meet and greets and stuff yeah. so instead of just the the hero characters you get the villain characters too you get a lot of uh, one-of-a-kind meet and greet options and i would agree with you this is miles better than the christmas event a lot of people try to argue that the christmas uh, christmas event is better but Mickey's not so scary as Elite. Um, even though they're kind of the same event, there's something about it that's just like much more fun. I think yeah. it has to do with dressing up. I think I think so too. It's something the dressing up portion. Um, I don't know. I just remember like going out to people and be like, can I take a picture of you? <laughs> <laughs> Your costume's amazing. Taking selfies with them and stuff. Uh, it's just such a fun atmosphere. It's different. And the stage shows are good. Like uh, I'm not a Hocus Pocus fan, but that is like a cult following that Hocus Pocus show at the castle. Um, so many people, they have like Hocus Pocus merchandise that like sells out real quick. And I don't know, man, it's just, it's a little bit, there's just more excitement behind that event as opposed to very merry. Yeah. And we've actually been to the event twice. And of course, the second time we did it, we dressed up as a Brazilian tour group again. <laughs> this time we were green. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Oh. It's just uh it's really fun to do that and just the the cast members seriously they they laugh every time they see us they're like oh oh yeah <laughs> a little comedic relief for them you know you right. guys, cast members laugh sometimes uh -huh. all right we had to say number three what is your number two I, I have a feeling we might have the same one I think we actually flip it but we'll see okay. um, Halloween Horror Nights oh. is my number two so Halloween Horror Nights um, gosh man it's the, if you've never been, the, the hype is real, okay? Uh, the, the obvious thing is the, the quality of the houses is untouched. You're going through freaking movie scenes, basically. Um, so that is great. The scare zones are, are pretty well done. 
and you have like a lot of amazing IPs. So if you are a horror movie fan, you will love Halloween Horror Nights. There's a reason this event has like separate podcasts, fan podcasts of just people talking about the rumors of Halloween Horror Nights. Like there's this whole back culture behind this event. And um, it really is a party. It is a good time. And that's what I like most about it. I think the, the quality of the event aside is that they do make it a party atmosphere with specialty drinks, blinky cups, the food and beverage is awesome there. Everybody talks about the pizza fries. And pizza fries are amazing. <laughs> I've never had them, but God dang, it's, there, there's something about that event that just screams party. And like you can plan a trip around your visit to Hollywood Horror Nights and you will not be upset. Like it is, it is a, it is as much of a reason to go to a park as a brand new Giga Coaster to me. And it recharge, it, it's new every year, every single year. So like when you miss a year, you feel like you miss out. Well, since we're on the topic, you know, that HHN Halloween Horror Nights is my number one. Uh, yeah. We'll get kind of got away, but I agree with everything Coaster Bros saying. Uh, you know, I, it also has a special place in my heart because I did work the event twice. I was a supervisor for the Insidious House for the 25th anniversary, uh, which would have been five years ago this year because they were supposed to have their 30th anniversary this year. And then I also did Walking Dead in uh, HHN 26. Um, and, yeah, I would say all those things. Like, it is a party. The house qualities are insane. Um it's always, they change them up each year. So it's not the same houses. You might have like similar themes and stuff. Um, they have their own standalone IPs and they also have their own like in-house IPs that they have as well. And they both, you know, they all, and it is usually like a theme for the whole park as well. Like what's going on. And some of those characters might come out. Um, I've every year I lived in Florida um, I've gone to HHN um, and then I think the only time I haven't was last year was the first one I missed in like six years or something like that um, so and of course this year because they, they, they canceled the event obviously for COVID but yeah. I also think I'll add another thing that we didn't cover is the shows I mean the shows are fantastic um, unfortunately one of my favorite shows um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Coaster Bros um, is no longer that a thing yeah but that, that was an amazing show. It's kind of a pop culture show that they kind of spun off and it was hilarious. Um, but something they've kind of added that's been fantastic is um, uh, the Academy of Villains, which is a dance group that comes in. It's high energy and it has its own cult following out of that as well. Like people, people just go to Halloween Horror Nights just for that group and stuff. And, and I love it. I mean, it, when I worked event, when it was, when it was like, when I was retired, it's like one in the morning. I go watch that show, and I'm ready to run a marathon. I'm so hyped. <laughs> I want to start dancing, doing this break dance and stuff. And they have really cool themes to music, and it's fantastic. And, yes, the pizza fries are amazing. Go get them. Um, so good. Uh, I didn't really know about them for, until like, – it was, like, it was after I, like, stopped working the event is when I found out about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of late to the game when it came to that. Uh right. Oh, love that event. So it, it is my number one. So I get it. Yeah. I completely understand. So let's go ahead and say it in unison. My number one, your number two is Food, Food and Wine, Wine Festival. Epcot, which is your background <laughs> on our video right now, which is pretty, pretty spectacular. It is. No, but this event, man, there, there is something about this event. And I think I said it earlier in one of my other events, but 
a park that you can go or an event that you can go to and forget about the rides and forget about how you normally would visit the park because the event is so good. That's what this is. You load up your, uh, you get a gift card, put a hundred dollars or so on it and just spend that money on drinking around the world, trying different small plates from different um, quote unquote countries as you're going around world showcase. And you know, when you and I always visit theme parks that it's always with a group of people who is just there <laughs> to get silly, get drunk, have a good time. And um, you know, I've met so many people from just going to food and wine and talking to locals and just like having a good time. And I feel like, you know, by the end of the day, we're all best friends. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I love about that event is it just, it brings like groups of people together that may not usually come together for any other reason. Um, especially when you were a local and I was like kind of local coming from Atlanta. It was very nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah what do you love about the event? Yeah. I mean, you kind of said it all like, it's the food's good. They have different, like, you know, we have food from different countries and stuff. And they, it's not just that they also have like, you know, other kind of specialty foods that may not fit one country's mold or something like that. The drinks, um, it's a great time year. Again, I love the world showcase that I've caught. So kind of in that, and yeah, it kind of takes away. That's what you go to that park for is for, for food and food and wine festival. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I like about it, it's like my favorite time of year because again, it's it's also during HHN time usually as well. Um, now granted this summer, they actually did food and wine festival a little early. They've kind of been doing it all summer, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of nice for, for people that can go to the park, unfortunately. We can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I always suggest, you know, do food and wine in the, in the morning and then go to HHN or not so scary in the evening, which, which is what we did the second totally time. Doable, not yeah. so scary is we kind of pre-gamed uh, or went to food and wine festival during the day and then went to not so scary in the evening and stuff. And it's definitely expensive, uh, but definitely go in. Um, the, and Costa Bro mentioned it, but the best tricks you don't overspend is just buy a gift card, you know, mm -hmm. and, and tell yourself, okay, this is the amount of money I'm going to spend on it. You know, pay it up front. And then once you run out of money from there, just don't, you know, refill it unless you really want to eat more food and drink more, which, you know, you know, it's usually you end up buying yeah. $60 tequila shots at Cava del Tequila, you know? Yeah, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good. Uh, I love it. It really is. And there's there's something about it because um, one I did not put on my list was the California Adventure Food Line. And it's wild that that didn't make my list to me. But when I stopped and think about it, there's something about that setting and how it's in the countries already and it's just the whole spirit of Epcot and having that lake in the middle. Like it's not, everybody tries to, to replicate it, but it can never be the, the quality that it is at Epcot. Yeah, it's not the same. I almost put Flower and Garden Festival on here because mm -hmm. Flower and Garden has now kind of turned into food and wine spring version uh, where the only difference is they have a lot more plants and like decorative, um, like, you know, landscaping throughout the park. But then they still kind of popped up the same booths and it's kind of has the same idea, same like specialty food and drink and stuff. So make this money. Yeah. So you could kind of go during flower and garden, kind of get the same experience or go to food and wine and it's pretty much the same. So it might just depend on like what time of the year you can go, to be honest. Yeah. It's like I even think like with my wife, I, I want to take her to food and wine, but it's always at the beginning of the school year. She's a teacher. So it doesn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> can't really take yeah. off and 
you know, September. Kind of difficult. Uh, now, right. I had a few honorable mentions that I do want to bring up real quick. And some of these are retired events, but Barbecue and Brew Festival at Worlds of Fun was such an amazing event. And it ran from 2015 to 2017 when I lived in Atlanta. <laughs> and then I moved back to Kansas City and the event was gone. The exact year, so it started the exact year I left. And the year I got back, is like, nope, none for you, Custer, bro. Um, but it was such a cool event because it was in the middle of the park and they, it really showcased the barbecue. It, it showcased local cuisine really well, which in Kansas City, it is barbecue. And they had a lot of local breweries from Kansas City there. Um, I remember like Casey Beer was there and a couple of others. And it was one of those punch card samples. But the barbecue was delicious and the beer was solid. And it was all in one spot. And you just, you know, you, you, you drink a beer. And then before you get another one, go ride Steelhawk, come back, drink a beer, go ride. It's just like so centralized. You can just go ride a ride, come back, and continue with the event. So um, really sad that Worlds of Fun got rid of that. Um, but I wanted to bring it up as an honorable mention. Also, just wanted to bring up Fright Fest as an honorable mention. Even though it's not my favorite, it's still like a big event. So had to bring it up. And I almost put this in my top 10. And it would have been kind of funny, but I realize it's not a real event. But Snoopy's Hot Summer Lights <laughs> is one of my favorite things that Cedar Fair has ever done. Um, and the reason is, it's just the middle of July, June, July, and they put up Christmas lights and themed it to Peanuts characters and put calming music. And it just made such a fun nighttime atmosphere that it's something that I wish they would bring back in some way. Which I guess Winterfest is that way. But um, I just loved it. So I just wanted to give those guys a nod. And awesome. they, they made two of them rest in peace. <laughs> and I guess Fright Fest can rest in peace too right now. True. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's switch to the five that we would like to go to. We just haven't been able to attend yet. All right. I'll start this one. Sound good. So, this one's weird to me because literally our home park did it last year. But during this event, we went out of town and then we just kind of didn't feel like going to check it out. But I put Grand Carnival at Worlds of Fun as my number five, just because they've got the parades, they've got the um, different experiences, uh, different foods throughout. They kind of try to, they try to food and wine it a little bit with uh, different cultures and that sort of thing with different entertainment. Um, it just seems like a really cool idea, and I didn't get to check it out, so I put that as my number five. And I'm really sad because I was banking on going this year. They canceled it, and I wonder if it comes back. Yeah. I worry yeah, I kind of wish we did that come. last year. It have been fun to check out. It had so much momentum. So many people were talking about it. Like, I had ants hit me up like, yo, you got to go to the parade at World of Fun. It's so fun. Like, Kansas City loved it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just worried that it, it's going to be one of those events that gets cut. Yeah, because of money. I could totally see that. So sad. But I hope it, I hope it comes back. Yeah. I didn't really rank mine. I just kind of listed out five. Um, okay. But one, one would be a Six Flags Fright Fest. Um, I haven't experienced one. So um, I would definitely just want to experience it just so I could kind of compare it to like Halloween Horror Nights or – Halloween, you know, Halloween Haunt, uh, Cedar Point, or it's not Cedar Point, well, uh, Worlds of Fun, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of just kind of experience it. So I haven't done that yet. 
I do think the one to go to would be Magic Mountain. Magic Mountain. They uh they get like IDs and stuff, so they actually have had like a uh, what's the oh my god what's it called with Harley Quinn what's that group called uh Suicide Squad yeah so they have like a Suicide Squad I think it's a scare zone or house but they have like Harley Quinn characters going around and Joker like so because they're the California party they get the IP that nobody else in the chain gets of course so um I think they put a lot of money into their fright fest so that might be the one to go check out because they also have to compete with two of the best haunted um, events in so in the world, just in SoCal. Yeah. So we gotta go check that one out. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number four is actually on your list, and it's and it's I think it's solely based off of how you've talked about it. But SeaWorld Orlando's Christmas event, I want to go see it. Um, they have like the uh, they have the don't they have the Rudolph characters there too and stuff like yeah they do have the Rudolph characters they have that the snowmans the classic ones and I'm talking about ice skating figure skating I feel like the lights are good there I just want to I've never seen a bush event yeah I've never been to a bush event a Sea World event outside of the one that made the list pretty high so um, we should have uh, looking back we should have done that when we went down to Orlando in December. I think what it turned out what turned out happening is we had to prioritize like not so scary or very merry over it because it would only operate on weekends. Yeah. Like they have a they don't do a daily operation there for that. They they do like third I think it was like Thursday through Sunday or something. Yeah, I don't remember why why we didn't go that time. Maybe we just had free tickets elsewhere or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably what happened. I don't know if that was part of it. Um, but yeah it's definitely on my list um on my list i kind of want to just check it out is when they do it next year but cedar points 150th anniversary (laughs) really yeah i don't think i'm going to but like it just i mean i think it'd be kind of cool just to see what what they're going to do because you know they're going to go big because it's cedar point so (laughs) i think it'll probably be a pretty cool event and everything okay yeah, it's kind of weird because their 150th is actually right now, but they're going yeah. to be 151 because, you know, they uh, they got to spend their money. Why would you give that part to World of Yeah, that money to World of Fun, you know? Of course. Uh, to, to a roller coaster or anything like that. I'm bitter. <laughs> Can't believe that made your list. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go to it, and I'm probably not going to yeah. sleep if I don't. Well, but yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to just because they definitely go all out on it. So. Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, my number three is not really like in a, a park run event. It's more of an enthusiast event. And I just kind of put any like those high profile nerd events that are going on. Like people hype them up. They sound like a good time. Uh, honestly, Phoenix Fall Fun Fest has always been one that's been on my list. I think that would be a good time to, to go ride Phoenix at night with a bunch of enthusiasts. That just sounds like a party to me. Um, but I hear a lot of good things about Hollywood Nights, which is coming up soon. Um, I won't be going this year because COVID, you know, I ain't traveling there. But so uh, Holiday World? Yeah, Holiday World. So they, yeah. they really roll out the red carpet, so to speak, for enthusiasts. They, you know, everybody says you got to go because they uh, take the trims off of Voyage, which is like the nerdiest thing ever to say you have to go to that event for that. Uh, but apparently it's mind-blowing. Uh, so... Um, one of those, or maybe I hear like uh, Keys to the Kingdom is going to be 
I think that's going to be the next event to watch is so many enthusiasts. It's, it's almost enthusiast run. I think it actually is. Um, so they're having like enthusiast panelists that are going to like speak and it's, it's just really celebrating the coaster enthusiast world. So I love when parks embrace that stuff. So I, I just want to go. I've only been to one ACE event as a guest and it was Silver Dollar City. And it was fun just listening to park presentations and stuff, but um, I want to be about that action. I want that cool ERT session with a bunch of people that love the same stuff I do. So it's a, well, we could always go on that coaster tour um, next summer. It might also be a party. Yeah. We got to hit Ryan up, the man. Theme park tours. Check out our episode on the interview with him. It's going to be a party next summer. Hell yeah. Um, my Another one on my list is I want to go to holidays at Disneyland. So... Um, I've never been there during the holiday season, but, you know, I think it just, Disneyland's such a fantastic park. It's one of my favorite parks. So I would love to see it when, during the holidays. It's true. Yeah. That one you didn't make my list, but know that I, it's my, one of my favorite parks and I just want to go during the holidays too. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Are you kind of more interested in the Halloween or ho holiday? More of the holiday of that. I don't think then, you know, not so scary there. I mean, it's mm. going to be, it's probably going to be very similar to what I've experienced uh, in Orlando. And I feel like, I know, now granted, we've only been, I've only been to Disneyland once. So I feel like just, they wouldn't get, it's not, it wouldn't be as fun as like the Orlando one. Cause you know, the Brazilian tour groups probably aren't as big out there if, if the thing at all. And I just think it's just a little different, like different crowd. I'll probably be out there. Yeah. All right, so we continue with my countdown. My number two is not Scary Farm. So I think it, I might have like a little bit of disappointment for when I actually do get to go to this. But um, I think they still do the hanging there, which is like their kind of, uh, it's kind of like their Bill and Ted-ish show um, on kind of a lower budget where they, they hang a celebrity at the end of the show and they make, it's like their pop culture show. Yeah. Um, like a big deal of who gets hanged every which is kind of morbid but um it's a tradition i guess so that's that's fun um but it's kind of the og of like the cedar fair haunts so like all the masks come out of knots and like it's just really where they focus all their time on so i'm sure it's a great event and that's mainly why i want to go um now do i think it's probably just a little bit above your standard haunt event i do but just to go to not scary farm like i want to get that merchandise and say i went and have a good time yeah i also i have not scary farm on there as well you know when we worked at worlds of fun that's all we heard was like oh it's the best best halloween event duh, duh. and like it but i, I kind of agree with you i i think um I think some of it would be great. Um, like you said, I, I think it will be good, but it's, I think it's probably overhyped and it will probably let us down a little bit, but I definitely still want to go. So. But it's also kind of the pioneer and, and there's, there's a little bit of a honor in that, I would say. So I think, I think they have kind of a chip on their shoulders. So I don't think they throw a bad event. Yeah. Like, you know, so, but that, I mean, as I'm doing this list, I'm realizing we got to go soak after Halloween, like kind of soon. <laughs> yeah all right what's your last one so my last one doesn't really it's it's really not in a theme park at all but basically i would love to go to oktoberfest in germany 
And then while I'm out there, might as well hit up some theme parks. So even though it might not be a specific event there, but October you know, Oktoberfest has roller coasters. Say what? Oktoberfest has roller coasters. Oh, Olympia yeah. Looping is usually there. Like, it's a big deal. True, true. But then we can also hit up, like, Europa Park and stuff like that while mm-hmm. we're out there. So. We've got Expedition G-Force. Mm-hmm. Have some watered-down beers in a beer tent. That, that'd be fun. We can wear those suspender things. Yeah. Cool. That'd, be, uh, that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> All right. So my number one that I actually put on the list, and I'm kind of surprised to see you didn't have on yours, but it is Halloween Horror Nights West Coast. Um, I'm excited. You know, Halloween Horror Nights is such a good event on the East Coast. I'm sure it's done pretty well on the West Coast too. Um, so really the moral of the story here is, Got to go to SoCal during Halloween and knock some of these bucket list things off so we can talk about them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally down with that. Like, I, you know, I think it is that they do have a good event out there, but what I've heard is nothing beats Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. Like, it doesn't come, it doesn't touch it. It's still good. It has its moments and stuff out there, but I, I heard it's like, if you're going to compare the two, it's going to be, it's going to be different, but it's probably so, probably one of the best events on the west coast probably is the best event that's gonna be on the west coast when we go and honestly uh it's kind of like that park in a nutshell anyway like universal orlando is still the better park over hollywood with their two parks so it's just a better experience probably gonna like, carry over your special events sound like we just put together a trip for next uh next, next october honestly i would love it yeah Disneyland. can't go this year but next year yeah <laughs> i mean it's gonna be hard to go this year well, they've canceled the Halloween Horror Nights, uh, and all the parks are closed still out there. They just announced that, like, San Diego can open their zoo portion of, yeah. uh, you know, SeaWorld. So it's like, eh, it's not, not looking good over there. <laughs> the last open in 2021. Yeah. But, yeah, there's our list. That's our most hyped. We want to go to parks and our top ten, what we've been to. So make sure you let us know. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Let us know. Shoot us some messages on the on the Instagram, or uh, shoot us an email at coastercuzzies at gmail.com. Tell us where we're wrong. We might even share it on the show. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So to kind of close out the show, we have to go into our thought of the week. Theme park stud. Our thought of the week. O U G H T. My thought of the week is uh, um, we were kind of talking about it before the show started, but like a YouTube channel for Coaster Cousins. We already have one, but we haven't done much with it and stuff. So really, I kind of want to see what our listeners like. What kind of content would you want to see on that? Like if, if we if we did like another show, you know, that isn't the same as a podcast, but maybe something different with videos and stuff. Like what would you like us to talk about, have us do, you know, you know what, what kind of activities and stuff. So you know, something that's been on my mind this week. So I think it'd be pretty dope. Um, so I'd love to get everyone's feedback. So anybody listens episode again, yeah. Email us on coastcuzzies at gmail.com or, um, or DM us like at coastcuzzies on Instagram and love to hear what your thoughts are on it. And uh, hopefully we put something together. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. We had a really fun brainstorming sesh um, right before this podcast uh, before recorded and, we have some ideas for a show that would be pretty fun. So, but yeah. I'd also be interested to see like how long would you want that show to be? 
I don't know, as a fan, what, what would you want? Would you like 15 minutes? We ain't doing a two-hour show, I'll tell you that. But. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, no one's going to no watch a two-hour-long YouTube video. So. <laughs> no. no, not at all. <laughs> all, right. all right, what's your thought? My thought of the week is, you know, I was just thinking – we had our one visit to World of Fun this year, and it's, it was awesome. It was a good time. And I wonder, like, in the remaining of 2020, will we ever – will we go to a park for the rest of the year? Is it going to be April until we ride another roller coaster? Um, and it's kind of weird to think. And I, I've thought about, like, what parks would we go to? Adventureland, we can get them for free right now. But they also pretend like COVID doesn't exist up there. <laughs> I don't want to be around people that don't have masks on. So it's like, uh, can't go to Adventureland. Is Six Flags, are we going to a Six Flags park in 2020? Well, we talked about earlier in the show about maybe doing Fright Fest, not Fright Fest, uh, the Hollow Fest um, at like Frontier City. We may have to go visit our friend in Frontier City. You know what I'm talking bad. about. Good friend down there. Be good to go see him. That'd be a good time. That event out, that'd be pretty awesome. Or do we? Are we gonna go to Silver Dollar City? Yeah, do the holiday yeah. event. It's just such a weird time to not know because usually this time of the year it's like let's just plan it out, let's get the PTO set up, and let's go. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Will these Six Flags parks be open in the winter time? Would I rather go then? I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about a lot this week. Yeah, this life right now, there's so much unknowns of what's going to happen with schools and all this kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started on schools, bro. It's, <laughs> well, mean, we're not a school. Nobody knows what they're doing yet. Still, uh, make a decision. That's all I'm asking <laughs> for. Come on, schools. If you're listening to schools, make a decision. <laughs> Yeah, I think the school districts listen to us, so that's good. I know they do. Yeah, they, they're in our DMs right now. Like, you guys should do. Uh, you should they're name like, your PP on the, the YouTube show. Like, you guys are so woke. You guys know everything about theme parks, and we just want to look for you for direction of what we should do during these times with all these kids for COVID. Let's go to theme parks. That's what I'm you guys are so woke. I don't know why they call us woke. We're the most woke. <laughs> gotta bring that back <laughs> stay woke my friends all right well, well i think that's our show that's our show so make sure you guys follow us on tiktok instagram twitter facebook coaster cuzzies at coaster cuzzies you can find us on all that you know we may be going down tiktok may be going down like the titanic right now uh, but we're gonna go out strong if it does damn it so make sure you follow <laughs> us there tell your friends about us and we're almost to 800 followers on Instagram, Theme Parks. Dead. That's we might awesome. have to consider a giveaway um, when, when we hit that 800 follower mark. It's uh, going to be a party. So, um, What else? YouTube. Also, go check us out there. Give us a subscribe because we are going to commit to this YouTube thing. We're going to get out there and do some more stuff for you guys. I'm really trying to find our way on the YouTube channel to create some awesome content for you guys. So make sure you give us a Mash that subscribe button. <laughs> Mash the notification. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Stay fly, America. You know Stay what to well. do.